Hey, this is Steve-O from Clipwing and In Two Months, and I want to invite you down to the Beer Boutique at 910 Region Avenue. We're your premier destination for all malted beverages in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Pride ourselves in providing a unique experience for each person who walks through our doors. So whether it's local, craft, succulent cider, or seasonal refreshments, we carry the brands you seek as well as those you've yet to discover. Come see us soon at 910 Region Avenue. That's the Beer Boutique. See you on the other side. Hey folks, this episode of the podcast is a conversation in a sushi joint with Violet Vopney of 19. They're a folk jazz pop duo that's only been around for a few months, but they have a deep catalog of songs that go back decades, just waiting to be performed. We talked about the duo's upcoming record, about vulnerability in songwriting, the unexpected recognition they've received, and we even had time to nerd out a little bit about some classic Tegan and Sarah albums. 19's debut record, which is called Unacknowledged, is coming out on Thursday, March 5th at a release show at Le Garage. Hope you enjoy the show. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm in a sushi joint, which is uh, unusual. As regular listeners to the show know, I, I go anywhere from jam spaces to rooftops to back of cars to coffee shops, but this is a first. And, you know, in over 450 episodes, that's kind of cool because that's not usually something that happens is a, a new location. But uh, hopefully this is a good place to do a podcast. And uh, I'm here with one half of 19. So I think maybe the best way to start things off is if you want to introduce yourself and then just a little bit of background about the band and we can go from there. Okay, uh, well, I'm Violet Vopney, um, singer-songwriter. Uh, I have been for uh, 25 years. I've just, I've never actually put out music yet. Oh, really? Okay. So, uh, 19 is, um, I don't know, it's, it's, in a name, it's been a name that's like ruminated in my brain for a really long time. Uh, I wasn't, if, I always thought if I ever had a band, I would probably name it 19. Okay, okay. And, and then I found uh, Clinton Giesbrecht back in the end of October, just through a Kijiji ad. This past October? This past October. So it's very, very recent, yeah. It's very, very new. Okay. And things just happened. So 19, what 19 means to me is that was sort of the year I was 19 years old when, um, you know, I had kind of given up on everything in life. I hit this rock bottom place. Okay. I uh, had plans to commit suicide. Oh, wow. I did not. That's good. Um, I ended up meeting uh, my now ex-husband and... Uh, went on this whole journey of just being married and having kids and yep. getting businesses and so on and so forth. So it was kind of like this whole restart to life okay. for me. So 19 has always kind of been this like special number for me. And then for Clinton, um, I found out after we met that yeah. when he was 19, he had been homeschooled and he left his whole family and everybody that he knew to study in Norway for a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, just That's boom, a massive life ya. change too, yeah. Right? Massive life changes. Yeah. So we had, so both of us kind of had these massive life changes and that's sort of where this idea for 19 sort of converged okay. and it just seemed like the right name for us as a duo. Yeah, yeah. That's no, it's cool. It's, it's, it, at least there's meaning behind it, right? It's not like you just sort of flip through a book and, oh, there's page 19. Because you know, a lot of bands do that. They just can't think of anything. But that, that, that I think that kind of maybe... Um, that backstory maybe lends itself to the type of music you do too, like mm-hmm. having that kind of emotional element to the the whole concept for the band in the first place. Well, yeah, and then we've definitely had that sort of uh, 
emotional evoking music yeah, yeah, for that's, sure, yeah. that's definitely come out of it I've, I've now been told by people who've just been listening to what we've been doing recently you know they're they're grooving along with us some of them are laughing at a couple of my songs okay and then they're thinking about the lyrics and going oh i why am i why do i think this is funny? right i probably shouldn't, shouldn't laugh at this yeah, yeah i probably shouldn't be laughing but this is kind of cute and funny okay and then i've definitely had people who have said oh i listened to it it made me cry okay you know, so I've, I've had both See, spectrums. The extreme, yeah, yeah. I've had both spectrums, you know, like they're laughing because I'm swearing in this song about a guy who um, almost raped me when I was 17. Yeah, that's not a funny topic. It's not yeah. necessarily a funny topic, but the song just turned into this like sarcastic jazz tune. Okay. And people are just, they're grooving along with it. And then they start listening to the actual lyrics and they're like, oh... <laughs> Oh snap! Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man! Oh, but she's totally making fun of this guy. Like she's got him on blast right now. Right. And that is the whole song. The whole song is I've got him on blast. Okay. Okay. You know, it's like oh well he could have, but he didn't. Right. And right. now he's like, well let's leave this between you and me. And I'm like, how about no? How about you put in a song and everyone hears it? How about I write a song about you? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do it that way. Sure. Yeah, that's a good compromise, right? <laughs> good compromise. Uh, yeah. Probably one of the only jazz songs. I don't know. Turned into a jazzy tune. I swear a lot in it. Okay. The chorus. Well, I was going to ask about the jazz thing because I think that, like, you know, you kind of promote yourself as an acoustic duo. And especially in Winnipeg, when you see an acoustic guitar, there's sort of a vibe people assume. And, and I don't think it's unfair to call you a folk act, but the jazz side of things makes it a little bit different than a lot of the artists out there, right? It does. Um, I mean, definitely we're folk pop as well. Sure, we sure. have folk tunes. Uh, you know, nothing is a folk tune. You right. You hear it and you're like, oh, that's folk. That's telling a story. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you'll hear you'll hear "Pretty Little Girl" and "Unacknowledged." Those are a little more pop feel. Sure. But then we do have like four or five tunes that fit in the jazz world, and I mean, jazz likes to go into Latin feels a lot totally, as yeah. well. So we totally. have a song that's a Latin feel, and we were like, "Oh, these are just jazzy." We don't know how else to explain them. I mean, I um, in high school, I was part of Maple Sugar okay. through Maple's Collegiate, which was a vocal jazz group. See, so that's that, yeah. So I mean, I come from this jazz background. Yeah. Which. I guess just whenever the songwriting happens, songs just turn hmm. into jazz. And Clinton is actually jazz trained. He's a, okay. He spent four years learning jazz Oh, that's guitar. what he was doing? Is that what he was doing that's normally? Was, yeah, that's what he was doing. Jazz and blues huh. is kind of kind of his place. So that just comes so out naturally, I It guess. just comes out naturally when okay. we're doing it. Jazz, blues, roots. And then, I mean, it's weird because like, you go jazz, roots, uh, jazz, blues, roots, folk yeah and then americana and then pop and, then you're and like, they're all sort oh. of tied together in and a way they're all though, right? sort of t- yeah they're all sort of tied together in some some way you know i yeah. wouldn't i wouldn't call what we're doing like you know big band swing sure. or anything because it's sure. just me and a guitar but you definitely get that rhythm there's jazz that, vibes yeah there's jazz vibes to it yeah. so you can't not call it jazz so i, I mean i know it's, it's a fairly new project too like you said it's been since october but where do you fit in then within winnipeg's kind of like ridiculous web of scenes because you do have that jazz side of things, you have the pop stuff, you have the folk thing, and there's sort of like scenes and sub-scenes and weird little groupings for all of those, right? So have you found a space yet? Like where? Um, honestly, we've sort of um, fit more with like the acoustic, um, you know, the acoustic, the duos, the people that just want organic music, okay. the people that just want, they don't want the full band. Sure, they, they want something want, stripped down. And, they just yeah. want something stripped down and... and Easy going, right? Okay. So we've been able to fit in with that. So we we've been invited to open mics. Cool. Um, we got invited to play at Ryan Hicks um, 
concert. He's okay. coming here February 22nd, so cool. we'll be at X-Cubes for that. Cool. Well, and I guess having the just the duo and the stripped-down instrumentation, you can pretty much play anywhere, right? You don't, you don't, you don't have the the problem of having drums not that it's a problem but in terms of just the amount of gear you got to take somewhere and find a space to put it and everything right you well yeah exactly plus we don't have to finagle a drummer true yes yeah. <laughs> which can be a difficult thing to do yeah in winnipeg i found yeah because they're all busy with six bands each so, yeah. yeah all yeah. all the drummers six bands each and it's like oh could i even get a drummer sure yeah. for a gig yeah i know with some of the songs you can almost hear the drums in them i definitely with third degree burns you can yeah. almost hear the drums but for me to actually like get a dedicated drummer would be difficult. Have you thought about adding some of those elements just in recording or something to kind of flesh it out more? Or um, do you like it better when it's just implied? I like it when it's implied. I really liked how quickly and easily this project came together. Me and Clinton met. I've had some of these songs in my vault since like 1998. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> like long yeah, time, cool. um, and. He was able to write his guitar parts to nine of my songs okay. in like six hours. That's a good guy to have around. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. awesome. Yeah. And and after our third jam together, he was like, hey, so you ever wanted to record? Yeah. And then we got together. We recorded. That was a very simple, easy process as well. We did that with Aaron Peters cool, at cool. his studio. Is that just easy be in the sense that it's just the two of you? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just the two of us, and and then it got mixed, mastered, cool. and Aaron did something with the bass strings of the guitar that made it sound like there's bass cool, cool. in it. So when you listen, you can actually hear more than. But it's not a separate track. But it's not a separate oh, cool. track. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. No, not at all. It's huh. just uh, he did two lines on the guitar. So he had a he had a uh, condenser mic. Yeah. But he also had a direct line. Okay. On the cool, guitar, cool, cool. so we got two guitar lines, and then he mixed with those, and then we got my voice. Cool. one line on my voice and that's all we really needed and I really liked the organic feel to it I really like that there isn't a lot of crazy stuff going on with my voice yeah it's just some reverb some delay and otherwise you hear me the way I would sound at a concert right which is really what I is wanted because yeah yeah no that makes sense so did you did you um like do you like the idea that it, it comes through very clearly and people can hear all the words and hear what you're saying and understand the lyrics exactly they can hear what I'm saying they can even hear some of the nuances of what Clinton's doing on the guitar sure. so they can hear like you know the string yeah yeah, yeah. I love that about acoustic stuff yeah when you can hear the, yeah. the fingers and the strings and, yeah, yeah you can hear all the little things that he's doing and he he really does uh, fill out the sound quite well. He even does a little bit of um, like slap bass style okay, okay. on the like guitar. Percussive kind of. Percussive, yeah. You, he gets a little percussive with cool. it sometimes, which is really cool. That is cool. Yeah. And then you can hear like all these like little things that he's doing in between while he's still trying to keep the the main feel. That's awesome. Underneath all of that, and just to have one person. <laughs> yeah, well, it's doing like having a band, right? Like yeah. that. He's, he's like a band all on his own. That's cool. Beauty capture resurrected sunlight on dismal rainy days. I imagine that you're here whispering in my ear. So now I've gone insane listening. Like a forest fire, you give me the degree burns. Turn my heart black and dark. Didn't know love could hurt so. Like a forest fire, you give me the degree burns. Turn my heart black and dark. Didn't know love could hurt so. Try to see. 
see what shape you've taken on Like a ghost or a fake You disappear when I need you I wonder which metamorphosis I will see in you next So now I've gone insane, see Like a forest fire You can be the degree burns Turn my heart black and dark Didn't know love could hurt so Like a forest fire You can be the degree burns Turn my heart black and dark Didn't know love could hurt so Didn't know love could hurt so It seems like you recorded an album very quickly because a lot of the time, you know, people will spend months and years and working on this. But you're a few months here and you already have a record. Like, how did it come together so fast? Um, honestly, we met on Kijiji. We, in a very, very short period of time, we had everything pretty much written, and then our, we kind of looked at each other, and he said, "So, what did you want to do next? Did you want to record?" Yeah. I put it up on Facebook and said, "Well." If I was to record something, who can I talk to about okay, that? Okay. And Aaron Peters pitched me. I went and I met with him. I sat down. And I said, "Here's what we've been working on at our jam sessions. When do you think we might be ready to come in and like do the whole studio yeah. thing?" Aaron heard nothing, and he said, "Come in now." <laughs> he heard just one song, and he yeah. was like, "Yeah, this just needs to be a thing cool. right cool. now." And to be fair, you know, I waited 20 years to start this in right. the first place. So it's not know? as new as it seems. So it's not as new as it seems. Yeah, sure, it's, sure. It's, um, you know, it took a lot of courage for me to get out of my shell, get away from, you know, some of the other communities in Winnipeg that I've been part of, um, you know, that uh, I have PTSD because of in some right. ways, right? So I had to get away from a bunch of stuff and, and really gain the courage to be that vulnerable. A lot of these songs are really personal. Yeah to me um you know i wrote them when i was 17 or i wrote them when i was 14 i wrote them under i wrote them under terrible circumstances because uh, i didn't really have the best life growing up okay. i suppose okay. you could say like i my mom is she's an undiagnosed narcissistic personality oh, okay. disorder yeah, so uh the amount of like weird back and forth stuff that happened during my childhood just came out in my songwriting okay. that was sort of my refuge i suppose you could call it that was how i coped with a lot of it do those songs i mean dealing with that stuff when you were 14 17 
are they existing in the same format as they were when you wrote them, or you, have you tweaked them over the years, or do you just keep it as raw oh, as it was back then? Um, I mean, you know, musically is different because you're collaborating with well, someone. Yeah. But in terms of the lyrics, I mean, are you keeping it sort of as is from what you? Most of them are actually as is. Yeah, yeah most of them. Um, Pretty little girl. I've had a couple of different versions over the years. I finally just settled on the lyrics I wanted. Okay. That was okay. the answer to that. Right, it was right. Like, uh, I gotta finally just pick a version and stick with it, okay. as opposed to continually changing it. Um, that's probably the only song that's really gone through a lot of transformation. Oh, well. The rest of them are. Yeah, pretty much exactly as I wrote them. You've been holding on to them for all this time, yeah? Yeah, wow. holding on to them, singing them a cappella to friends and family sure. who okay. wanted to listen to me. Okay. You know when you could like pull that out with your friends and family? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes they don't want to hear you saying something. Sure, yeah. They're like, oh, you're going to say, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, let me so get over to the kitchen somewhere. Hang on a minute, is yeah. it going to be good? And then, you know, everybody has that question. Is it going to be good? Yeah. Is she going to sound okay? Yeah. It's like, ah. Well, obviously it worked out <laughs> it worked out it's uh, you know but you always get that you know where people aren't sure what they're going to hear and sure then they especially aren't... when it's something personal like that too, right, right? Yeah. yeah when it's really personal and also when it's acapella people get a little you know a little weirded out yeah a little weirded out unless they know you can sing and to be fair i grew up with um in my 20s i i grew with a lot of people who had no idea i could sing at all okay okay and we just didn't even really talk about it. It was a weird time in my life where a lot of people were sort of creating my personality for me, but oh, okay. not really like getting to know the real me. So I guess so. a lot of people, when they heard these songs, probably this is the first time that they realized you could actually do this. Yeah. Um, there's definitely going to be a lot of people in Winnipeg who will be like, <laughs> oh, I knew her. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. She's that girl that ran Comic Con. She's right. that girl that founded Central Canada Comic Con. Oh, I had no idea she could sing. Oh, is that what your background is? Or that convention? Yeah. Cool, yeah, cool. that convention was me and my ex husband. Oh, very. Oh. Yeah. It was, a, it was a big convention. That was like, yeah. Died a horrible death. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I mean, at least somebody else is coming into it. Yeah, there's something new happening, right? Yeah, yeah. Something new is happening for all the fans out there, so good job. So, with those songs that are so old, and now you finally got them, not only, you're not only singing them live, you have them recorded. How do you kind of top that? <laughs> do you have like a whole other vault of stuff you was written five years after that or something? Oh, or? I, you know what though? I've been a songwriting machine lately. Oh, because um, I wrote Unacknowledged right after I went to Romy May's Songwriters Extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, those are cool, yeah. yeah. It was really cool. And uh, Courtney, Courtney Devon from The Amedians, yeah. Um, she was there and she really inspired me to just like get going cool. get going because she doesn't play an instrument either and no, she I just don't sings, yeah. and I was like oh. I never really thought I fit properly into the singer-songwriter world because you need I, a guitar right because you need a guitar yeah. right or a piano or, a piano, or yeah. something yeah. and I just couldn't get that far with those kinds of things so I was just lost and then yeah um, but so she was there and now I've just written uh, I've written five new songs. I have nine more songs that me and Clinton oh, that are going to work. Oh, didn't make the record? Yeah. Yeah, I pulled four more out of my vaults okay. that we want to do. Um, and then we've got five new ones that I've written cool. recently. And, yeah. So, yeah, we're not going to be sad or anything. And we've also started <laughs> looking at some covers that we okay. want to perform together. So, Are there, on the topic of covers... I was going to ask you something else, but now that you mentioned covers, um, are there certain artists that you both kind of agree on that you, that when you were putting this project together, you can sort of point to as like, oh, we want to sound sort of like this, or are you completely no, different? No, no. Actually, it was so, oh, it was just so fun and interesting. I had sent him acapella recordings of me singing my songs, okay. 
And I said, these are the ones that kind of stand out. You sure. Know? These are the ones that stand out for right now. Let's start with these ones. And obviously, Unacknowledged was new. Anxiety was brand new. Those were two brand new songs. How many times I wrote in 2016. And the rest of the album is pretty much old stuff. Okay. Um, but with um, with me and Clinton, we I was just like, okay, well, I'm gonna sing whatever you like. Yeah. He really liked Sunshine. Okay. So it's kind of a cover, but not really. It's in what uh, way? Uh, well, the chorus is "You Are My Sunshine." Oh yeah, so, yeah. But I wrote different verses to it to expand upon it. Okay. You know, That's probably public domain by now anyway. It so isn't. You're probably, it really? isn't. No, wow. I found out that it is. There was a whole argument about it. So now you have to like send royalties to Jimmy Davis. And really, Thomas. that was Governor Jimmy Davis. He was the governor of some state back then. Yeah, right? yeah. it's so silly. It's so silly. But somehow he didn't even write the song initially, but he got the rights for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember hearing something about that. Blah, yeah, blah blah blah. All this weird stuff. And that happened. song goes back to like the twenties, right? Or, it does. Yeah. yeah, it goes back to the twenties, but the rights go back to nineteen thirty-nine. So it's still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because public domain is 1922 right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and there's the different public domain in the States and Canada and all that stuff. And, yeah, 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 so it's all kind of, uh, Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't that difficult. I mean, you use DistroKid. Right, and they, and they did do it for you, right? they acquire your license for you. And, I mean, I even put my own songwriting credits on that song, so I was like, well, I wrote the lyrics, I wrote the melody. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. rewrote the melody. It's not the same melody as you well, Just a few words, really. At yeah. all. It's just the words. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we gotta send some dude money, but whatever. Yeah, dude's been dead for years anyway. So. Dude, dude's dead, but yeah. yeah, we gotta send a dead guy money. Send money to his, his grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. You yeah. know, the few pennies that we'll make from, you know, our Spotify plays. Yeah, yeah, sure. Or what have you. Sure. That would be really silly. But no, we just... Uh, so anyway, so I sang, I sang Sunshine for Clinton, and he just started playing something that matched the song. Cool. And then like we just right just, on the spot? Or? Right on the spot. Nice, nice. I started singing, he started playing. That's how we built all of this. Cool, is cool. He literally was able to figure out the key, the chords, everything just from me singing the songs, hmm. which is, ah. Yeah, again, what a useful guy to have around, right? Yeah. yeah, very useful dude to have around. Um, so yeah, so we never really talked about who we wanted to sound like, okay. who our influences were, or anything, until much later. And then we talked about, you know, Tegan and Sarah, and Ani DeFranco. Uh, for me, he likes John Mayer. Okay. Um, he's now been listening to a lot of Ray Lamontagne, and that was that was really funny, because the last time we met up was uh, last Tuesday. And I said to him on my covers list, I had Jolene. Okay. But I had Ray Lamontagne's Jolene. Oh, okay. Not Dolly Parton. Not Dolly Parton, yeah. So it's funny, because he's sitting there and he's like, oh, I've been practicing, you know, Jolene. And he starts playing it. And I'm like, that's Dolly Parton's yeah. Jolene. And he's like, it's not the one that you... I'm like, mm-mm. And he's like, well, which one? So I played it for him and he's like, like this guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then you got into him after that? That's cool. Yeah, so then he was like, oh, I gotta learn. He's like, I gotta listen to more of this Ray guy. He's pretty yeah. cool. But a lot of that stuff is kind of in the same vein, too, right? I mean, like, Ani DeFranco, Ray LaMontagne, Tegan and Sarah, the earlier stuff is very folky. Mm, I love Tegan and Sarah's yeah, too, earlier yeah. stuff. Their new stuff just makes me sad. I'm not as into it at all. I was a super no. fan, like, when uh, If It Was You oh, came so out. Oh, so you were like me, right? I was, oh, I was such a super fan. Like, when, oh, when The Con came out. Yeah, yeah. This business of art. It's, yeah, well, when, when If It Was You came out, I, I, that's like my favorite albums ever yeah. by anybody and it's I don't know what it did but I had heard of them and I was in college at the time I was a journalism student and um, I was the entertainment editor of the college paper and we got a review copy and I listened to it I was like this is amazing I didn't realize they were this good and then I, I got a chance to interview Tegan and this is before they were nice. famous and stuff I saw them twice on that tour like Pyramid and stuff and it was so small what and songs were on that album? Um, Monday, Monday, Monday Oh, okay, and yes. uh, you know Don't Confess all that stuff like and, yeah. and uh, Living Room 
Living room. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so like that was my. I still rate that album super, super highly. Yeah. And it was very cool to kind of. You know, I wasn't even on the ground floor or whatever, but I saw them when they were still playing clubs. Mm-hmm. And now they're just so huge that I haven't even been to see them in, in decades almost. You know what though? They came back to Winnipeg a couple years ago when it was the 10th anniversary of the con. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had like all these um, other artists cover. They put out a whole and album. And they put out that. a whole yeah. album of covers. That was cool. Yeah. Of that of that album, and then they played the whole album. Hmm. At the, I went to that con. For sure, I was like, "Oh, that they're playing cool, yeah. one of my favorite albums." It's a great album. I will go for that. Yeah. Um, but you know, they want to play "Boyfriend." I'm out. So yeah. <laughs> like, uh. yeah, it's definitely a different. Uh, a Everything different style. is awesome. No, it's not. Well, you know, what? I like that because my kids are really big fans of the Lego Movie, so I've heard it a billion times. I know. We tried to do it at karaoke one night. Oh my god, we died. We were like, the only part we knew was the chorus. The chorus, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're just like, and then throughout the rest of it, we were all like, yeah. Missing every word. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. But no, that's uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, I can see how all of those influences can connect in a way, though. They're all different, but there's there's certain elements that kind of run through all of them, you know. So. We met when I was six, searching for a fix, something. Our pain, a twelve-year friendship too strained, began with movies and food, and alcohol that tasted good. Fucking with the girl next door, she feels like a whore. Friday nights go
having an album release party, and I'm assuming you're releasing a physical copy of the record. I can wait till you're finished uh, eating. <laughs> Oh, right on, right on, cool. I can also eat later. Yeah, it's all good, it's all good. I was just like, oh, but it looks so good. <laughs> okay, give me a second, it's all good. Um, I'll just keep talking. Uh, so, what was the reason for releasing a physical copy? Like, just to preface that, I definitely hoard physical music, especially by local artists, and I'm glad CDs still exist, and I'm glad tapes still exist, and vinyl still exists, and I don't use Spotify or any of those things, but I do talk to a lot of people on the show who don't even bother with physical stuff at all anymore. So I'm, I'm glad you did, but what was your thoughts about that? Did you guys even consider not doing a physical release, or did you? was it always there? That was always the plan. Um, you know, get the recording done, get a physical product out there. I yeah. mean, you know, you always have to have something. With uh, with my other band, Halfreya, we we did t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, you need something to sell at a show, you right? You need something to sell at a show, right? Yeah. And people like that sort of commemorative type of thing, and what I did with that is... Um, I really wanted to, I don't know, I, I'm such a designy person, I, I kind of dabble in graphic design okay, okay. every now and again, so, you know, I kind of looked at it and went, oh, this is something I could design and make it look all cool and stuff. Well, I like the concept of the, the childhood photos uh, of each of you on there, it's cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, and that kind of, the, the childhood photos kind of go along with that whole concept of being unacknowledged. Okay. This is probably like the only photo that I could find of me doing some sort of a diva pose. Okay. okay. Uh, my mother had a lot of photos of me, um, none of me performing, which is silly because I performed a lot when I was a kid and uh, I performed in vocal jazz as yeah, a teenager yeah, yeah. and I can find photos of everything except that. I can oh. find birthdays and Christmases yeah. and weird vacation photos and all sorts of like, yeah. winter fort photos. Okay, yep. I mean, I've taken those two of my own kids for right? sure. Right? But yeah. can I find photos of me on stage? The ones that seem relevant to what you're doing now, yeah. The yeah. ones that seem re yeah, the ones that seem relevant. And so, I mean, you know, I mean, Clinton was able to find one. Yeah, he's got a guitar know? in the back. Yeah. I mean, he's got a guitar, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And that made sense. And then there's me, and I mean, I guess that's one of the only photos where I was like really striking a pose. I know yeah. exactly what that pose was. That was, my name ain't baby, it's Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. And I was four years old, and I used to go all around the neighborhood singing that's that awesome. for people. That's awesome. And I used to have my little hand up and everything, like, eh, yeah. right? So I was like, yeah, that's the one. I definitely <laughs> was singing that day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> when that happened, so. So it's relevant. It fits it's the... relevant, it fits, yeah. you know. It's like, hey, I'm a diva, and I sing, and that's what I do. Yeah. And so, and then when you open up the album, uh, you'll see that um, there's a few photos from our first performance okay. in January where we're on stage and we're older. So, right. Yeah. You're, you're now. Yeah, yeah. It's like us then, us now. Yeah. It's still crazy to think your first performance was in January because it's only just barely February now. I know. And, and you have an album out and you're ready a release show happening. It's, uh, it's very like um, high speed for this to be taking place. Yeah, I know. And uh, yeah, it's, um, it's just been a wild ride. I mean, and, and to think we've already been played on the radio. Yeah. Like, yes, it's wonderful. Yeah, in a month. Basically. In a month? Yeah. I know. I got, the, I got the first mixes back from Aaron. He sent me MP3 copies. I put three of the top songs, I put nothing, how many times, and unacknowledged, up on our Manitoba music page. Okay. Not even 24 hours later, Aaron's messaging me on Facebook and saying, I just heard your song on the radio. To which cool. I responded, in all caps, what and how? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I started asking all the people I had sent the mixes to just to listen and see if they heard anything weird. Did you submit this to radio? 
<laughs> like, yeah. yeah. How did he get this? there? Yeah. How did how did this happen? And then I had to look up, you know, who it was. It was this Mela Alpha, and it was okay. up to speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very up to speed. Yes, holy, obviously, yeah, yeah. Holy man, is he really up to speed? Yeah. That was like less than twenty four hours, man. And he even plugged the show. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's well, amazing. How does it feel to have a guy like that who not only has the reputation as a as a radio personality, but has like such a strong history in the local music scene? Finding your stuff, like that must be pretty cool. To that was just such a cool feeling. I yeah. was like, oh, this is happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's real now, right? It's real. Yeah, yeah it's real. This is a thing. Okay, I guess we're gonna have to, you know, try. <laughs> you gotta put in the effort now. Yeah. You know, yeah. now, now, now we're under pressure to put in the effort. And, yeah. And actually, and then what's also happened is uh, Paul Little from the Purple Room okay. um, had posted yeah. uh, on one of the groups locally that he was looking for an established folk duo to come out and play the show with Ryan Hicks on the 22nd. I think I saw that post actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then it was somebody else that posted my name originally okay, okay. and just suggested me. Yeah. And uh, so I messaged him and he was like, oh yeah, we're looking for somebody to headline. Yeah, we're totally headlining that show. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't even know how that happened. Things but are working without things, even, yeah. Things are just happening. Yeah. You know, like it's weird when you just know that it's like you're on that path that you're meant to be on. Sure. And everything just goes very smoothly. It's you're lining not even, up, yeah. It's just lining up. You're not even really... You're not getting, you know, ego about it or arrogant about it. You're just yeah. like, okay, it's all going on. And you might as well just go along with the ride, right? While it's happening, yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah, and you may as well go along with it because um, if you've got the talent, if you've got music that people want to hear, you know, if you've, if you've got it, flaunt it, just go with it. Yes. Yeah. Watching the clouds pass and I'm holding my breath so that I don't think about what's next and I'm feeling my body aching, I'm feeling my heart shaking, I'm feeling my blood trickle down into the
friends, so I don't crash this car and die. And I'm feeling my body aching. I'm feeling my heart breaking. I'm feeling my blood trickle down into the ground. Well, that's kind of a cool attitude to have too, because I think a lot of people, especially now the way music works, with everyone has so much like marketing and promotion and all this stuff they have to do about themselves that they maybe wouldn't have had to 20 years ago. Like people, it's almost a chore for a lot of people to even get themselves out there, and they put so much work into it. And this is just happening for you without <laughs> getting to that point yet. Like that's awesome. It's I mean, I got a Manitoba music page. Sure, and that, that helps for sure, right? Well, you know, now I've known what it's useful for. Ha! Get you on the radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. I actually posted that on my Facebook. I was like, if any of you have ever wondered why you need a Manitoba music account yeah, yeah. here it is it's also really great as like the EPK usually anybody totally. who's like Just oh where's your it, yeah. EPK I'm like here's my Manitoba music page it has everything yeah yeah exactly more than everything you could ever ask for yeah. in the world here for sure it's got videos it's got music it's Links to all the social media stuff. Links to the like the upcoming release. It's got yeah, yeah. links to your next events. It's yeah. It's got yeah, your it's bio. Useful. It's got photos. It has everything. So. And you're in a directory as well. Which yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And then you're in the directory, and then people pay attention to you at Manitoba Music, and they ask you to come do merch fairs or whatever right, else. Right. Right. Which is so much fun. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. yeah so, so when what are the details of the release show? Um. So we're doing this at Le Garage on March 5th. It's Thursday. Okay. I like Thursday. Thursday means I don't have to compete with all the people on the weekend. That's true, yeah. I yeah. just have to compete Especially with in a city with so many shows happening, too. Oh, yeah. I know, right? And I asked my friends, Ivy Venon, who's also recording with Aaron Peters, okay. uh, Sophie Stevens, and Deidre Boris to come cool. play with us. I've had Sophie on the show before. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, so positive. Everybody's playing acoustic that night. Okay, but the reason I want I wanted Sophie and Ivy yeah. is because Sophie has her song, No One's Happy. Okay, yeah, yeah. The single that you put out recently. The single yeah. that you put out recently. She's got the explicit version. Right. Which I love. Yeah. And then Ivy has an explicit song called F This Shit. Okay. And I just want Sophie to play No One's Happy. Right. And then I want Ivy... I want that to be the last song. And okay. I need to start with F This Shit. So it's just cursing and then so followed by more cursing. Cursing, followed by more cursing. Nice. Followed by like, let's just... Let's just do this. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to play my set, and I'm going to play Girl Next Door, and I'm going to be cursing. It's going to be awesome. Cool, cool. It's a big curse fest. Just, well, I mean, a big folky <laughs> jazz curse fest, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's, and it's unexpected. Like, all of us, well, yeah, all of us pretty much have unexpected profanity. Yeah, well, yeah, in for our sure, song, for sure. Which is great, because people don't expect it, and then they laugh, and they smile at it, and they're like, ha, oh, that's actually really fun and yeah. cool, and I'm so happy that we could just do this. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, I, a, that's a cool lineup, a, yeah. 
Oh, um, Jerry Hattricks had yep. that um, Main Street Project fundraiser. Yeah, that's that so they cool. Did at their did house. Yeah. Sophie played at that, and I got a video. Everybody was singing her song. Nice. <laughs> Just became a big sing along. Yeah, yeah. For that one. Yeah, it was so much fun. Those guys are cool too, the Jerry Hattricks. Really mm-hmm. cool band, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. many cool people. Winnipeg has so many, just, just ridiculous the amount of talent in the city. It's, and that's why I think it's hard for a lot of people to get their name out there because it's just, there's so much. I mean, I've been doing this since 2012 and there's still new bands every single week that I have never even heard of. All of a sudden they appear. And it's like, who are you? There's so many people that I know and then I find out they don't even have a Manitoba music page or they've never released any yeah. music on Spotify and I'm like, but you're so good. Yeah. And I see you everywhere what yeah why 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 does no one know about this why isn't this famous yet right yeah, yeah why yeah. does nobody know about yeah. me why aren't you doing the things and i guess coming from the comic-con background like it doesn't take that much to just find out what you're gonna do yeah i think know? people don't know that people don't know how to get the word out about themselves mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of people who are amazing at, at music but when it comes to just the next step of, of getting your name out there they, they don't you don't want to do it don't know how to do it or can't do it and then they just five people hear the record and it's a beautiful record but it never gets anywhere yeah and I also find that you know people are struggling with the with the financial side of it totally, you know totally. they you know their day job doesn't barely supports their bills to yep. begin with yep. and uh, you know I'm fortunate enough that I've run my own business and I have for like 15 years that's okay. not Comic Con right, right. at all so I'm just like oh well uh, I could go on Fiverr. There's actually a few people yeah. on Fiverr who have gigs, and they'll submit your songs to a bunch of radio stations oh, cool. and whatnot. You just, you know, send your. They want you to send your song first, so they decide that they want to do that. Do they actually you. like it enough to? That they like yeah. it enough to do the thing for you. Yeah. Um, but they can also send to magazines and da 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 da. So there's like at least three or four gigs that I've looked at on there and cool. then there's a couple of promotional companies uh, that float around Facebook that you know yeah. they'll get your song seen by their mailing list Yeah. and yeah. then if the people on their mailing list really like it then they will add you to Spotify playlists and so on yeah, and, and so forth that's right? the way you do things now so right? you're not yeah. even you're not purchasing uh, plays on Spotify but you're just getting the word out to like somebody's massive mailing list of like 400,000 people yeah and, and if even super, 10 of those people like it, then it's just still spreading well, to their lists. And yeah, 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 and then it just spreads from there. And I mean, at some point, you have to think, like, how much is it worth it for me to, like, start a fire behind my music? Because essentially, once you've started that fire, you've got that ball rolling, and you've sort of branched out beyond your friends and family. Yeah. Or even just beyond the Winnipeg scene, yep. even um, you know you don't know, necessarily know how far that fire is going to go and how much it's going to blaze. When a kid literally go anywhere at this point, the way things work now, right? Well, yeah, and the way things that go viral online, yep. you know, you just have to have something that people like, and if they like it, they'll share it. And the right person needs to like it for it to just suddenly go huge, right? Like pretty much. So, yeah, 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 that's all that really matters, and uh, yeah, so. You know, I mean, if I have to put out, you know, a grand to start that fire, you know, is it worth a grand for, you know, for my art and my project and doing something I love and sharing it with a wider audience? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I could invest. Is it worth it to you even if it doesn't take off? Like, I mean, do you think that just the idea of getting it out there and having people hear it regardless of who they are or... Regardless of how many plays it gets, like, do you still think that that investment, like, for you as an artist, is worth it? I think it would definitely be worth it. Like, I'm not necessarily looking at investing just to have like a return on investment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that sort of thing in the music industry is a little bit unheard of. 
but it doesn't happen because it doesn't <laughs> yeah, happen yeah. for many people yeah, for you sure. know it's not like putting a grand in is going to get me a grand back no 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 it's not that kind of business definitely not. but is it worth it just to have people hear it you know can i write it off for my other business right yeah there you <laughs> go <then. laughs> are they tax write-offs yes yeah, then you're good right yeah then that's fine you know <laughs> cool. can i do something with this yeah yeah for sure <laughs> right well you're doing something already obviously we get the cdo you have the, the cd release party happening you've got even the radio, you got buzz happening about you, so something's working, right? So that's, something, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, something's working. People seem to think I'm cooler than I really am, <laughs> and uh, yay. Cool. <laughs> so if people are hearing about you for the first time on the show, what's the best way to find out more about when you're playing shows, hear music, things like that? Honestly, Aside from the Manitoba Music Page. Honestly, um, honestly, just our Facebook page. We've got 19 Music okay. at Facebook. Um, we post things there. I post lyrics cool. to the songs there. Um, and obviously all the upcoming shows yep. should appear in the on events there. section. In yeah. the event section. Uh, hopefully cool. other event promoters know to make us all co-hosts of shows that we're yep. doing. Yes. And then this record's on Bandcamp as well? That record is on Bandcamp, so you can order yourself a physical copy should you want to. Um, yeah. Cool. And then the show details one more time? Show details. Uh, Thursday, March 5th. Uh, doors at 8, music at 9. Tickets are 10 bucks. CDs will be available there. Cool. And yeah, and it's me, Deidre Boris, Sophie Stevens, Ivy Venon. We're all gonna play some wonderful acoustic music for you. And swear a little bit. And swear a little bit, yeah. Okay, right on. <laughs> well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to wishpolice.com. All 450 whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming. You can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes that get kind of a boost a few months after they come out as a podcast. So, you know, it's February now, might not be till end of spring, early summer when this actually airs, but by then, I mean, you could have a whole pile of more shows, so someone listening to this at the ideal time of midnight on a Sunday could just instantly go to the computer, look you up, and then boom, there you go, they can find out where to get the record, they can check you out on the show, and so it's kind of a cool bonus. Yeah, very awesome. Well, thanks for uh, meeting me here at the Suji Joint. Hey
words Give up what I tried You'd only make it worse Suicidal ideation Mental illness haunting you You'll always see the monster 